Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Alicia. And this is a movie musical where... Podcast. What? <laughs> this is a movie musical where we podcast. <laughs> wait, no, wait. That, that, that's already been done. That's it, 36 questions. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Um, And we have entered possibly my favorite month to date, and that is Barbuary. (laughs) That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are watching Barbie movies this month, and it is my doing and I'm excited. <laughs> um, we are starting with Big City Big Dreams, the most recent Barbie movie. That is like, so there's lore. I mean, not lore, but like, I'm going to lay out the land. There's an extended <laughs> Barbie little. universe that you need to be aware yes. of. <laughs> yes. So basically, um, like quite a while ago, Barbie, like the YouTube channel, started posting vlogs as Barbie. So like Barbie, the character, was vlogging. So like the cartoon character (laughs) was vlogging. And it was really popular, actually, as far as I remember. And they made a show surrounding that version of Barbie called Dreamhouse Adventures. Um, And that is the universe in which this movie takes place. So the show ended in 2020 and since then they've been there have been two movies set in that universe. One of which was Princess Adventure, which is basically the princess and the pauper but like bring it to 2021 or 2020 at the time. And um this one Big City Big Dreams, which takes place in the same universe with the same parents and house and whatever, but except we're in New York now, so that's exciting. Um, And also, by the way, I found this out like today, there is going to be a show that takes place after Big City Big Dreams that is like about both Barbies, it'll make sense in a moment, (laughs) both Barbies like pursuing their dreams. The like official description of it is it picks up from Big City Big Dreams and follows Barbie Malibu Roberts and Barbie Brooklyn Roberts as they chase their dreams of musical stardom while leaning on each other, their families, and their friends. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. I'm super excited. It's coming out later this year. It's going to be 26 episodes. And I think they said there's going to be like specials as well. And by specials, I I assume they just mean like movies like this one. <laughs> um, but that's fun and exciting because that means there's more Barbie musical stuff happening soon so yeah that is the lay of the land do you have a history with this movie no (laughs) i don't know what else you expect me to say i don't i don't follow barbie that closely i mean i was watching the blogs because the blogs the vlogs because it Mm. felt like a lot of people i knew were watching them (laughs) um Mm -hmm. (laughs) they they had a whole storyline so it's like fair fair enough but mm-hmm. yeah no i don't i didn't really know anything about this movie apart from what you told me 
Fair enough. Um, yeah, my history with it is that I saw one of the songs on the soundtrack on my like Discover Weekly on Spotify. And I was like, what the fuck is Big City Big Dreams? I have never heard of this in my whole life. <laughs> and it was like motion picture. And I'm like, why have I not seen like a morsel of advertisement somewhere? Like I would figure that targeted advertising would find me. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> I went out seeking this thing and I was like, oh, okay, it's coming out in September. That's great. Because September, it seems to be like the month they like release these movies generally. And I was like super excited. I've seen it like twi three, well, as of today, three times. I was super excited for it for obvious reasons. <laughs> it's Barbie and it's about musicals. Like it's about Broadway, kind of. Um, and it has a black lead. So I was very excited about that. Also, it it goes without saying, I mean, probably it goes with saying, actually, I view this through a queer lens and no one is going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, sorry. But also, I'm not the only person to like see a lot of like Barbie movies through a queer lens. You'll see next movies kind of the same vibe. The most recent video that I watched about this was overanalyzing the Barbie movies with the queer Marxist theory um, by Are They Gay? You can go watch that. So uh, we open on, we get introduced to the city of New York and we open on Barbie who is in a taxi cab I think going, are they going over the Brooklyn Bridge? That would be funny. I don't know what bridge they're going over, but mm -hmm. they're going over the bridge. She is getting to experience what um, New York traffic is like and the noise that comes with it. She like was having like this whole like extended fantasy right yeah. before we get like the actual introduction to New York mm -hmm. of her like being on stage on like what looks like a like a legit musical and by legit I mean traditional I guess mm -hmm. I mean just based on the dress and sort of like what the set dressing looked like um we never we don't hear her sing anything but like she walks on stage and people are clapping which is not how musicals work but it's fine um <laughs> I mean they happen sometimes and, when you're Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> you know what sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anywho. But yeah, she gets rudely like thrust out of this fantasy by um, the honking of the taxis. Yeah, she gets a call from her uh, parents. At, oh, her whole family is there for the call, and she's like, "Oh, what's how's it going? Like, what's it like? You know, general family things." She's like, "How did you know that I just I just got here? How did you know where I was?" It's like, "Didn't you know Dad installed a tracker in your phone?" I was like, "Excuse." <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I was like, "Privacy, Dad. What the fuck? Like, you don't even like notify her that this is a thing you're doing." Like I don't, like I don't, I don't have a problem with the tracker itself. It's the fact that he didn't tell her. I was like, "Yes, why didn't you tell her?" <laughs> anyway, um, that is not a thing that uh, children should be fine with. Uh, just yep. to be clear, <laughs> but she she still has like a nice conversation with her uh, with her family, 
They're like, if you're homesick, don't forget we're a phone call away. And immediately after that, well, kind of during it, she gets another call from her friends to which she then hangs up with her parents and then goes to talk with her friends. And everyone is generally very excited for her. They, they want to see her do well. It's just like, you're the most talented yeah. uh, person I know. All of these kinds of things. Like 100 gassing her up. <laughs> yeah. But also it's like worth noting maybe that like they're truly the most diverse group of friends mm-hmm. you can have on a TV show. You have the black friend, you have the Latina friend, and then you have the friend that's, I guess, white also, but like, she's like tall and like bigger built. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yes. I mean, that's like the friend that she has in the show. So, you know. One of them has red hair, doesn't she as well? So like they cover all the bases. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But... Barbie pulls up to this academy for the arts that has this like giant statue of these uh, figurines dancing on the fountain and she unloads the taxi driver even wishes her well like break a leg <laughs> which is foreshadowing, foreshadowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, she's she's walking up a ramp and this Barbie does not seem to be the most coordinated person around. She <laughs> is like as clumsy as I am, and that's so funny. <laughs> I, I, it is funny to watch someone else fall as often as I do. Like uh, dyspraxic Barbie for the win, I guess. Um, <laughs> but she's going up this ramp, and she makes it to the top, but then she like trips over is it a little creature i'm trying to remember um but something she sees a pigeon she's a a, pigeon. i think it frightens her to trip i don't know <laughs> um but she ends up spinning around and she lets go of her suitcase and it goes back down the ramp uh at which another person is coming up who we will later meet as quote unquote brooklyn but she's approaching and as Barbie's saying, look out. And she does a little twirl and manages to stop the renegade suitcase with her foot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbie is super impressed by her moves. They end up striking up a conversation um, as they're, as they're walking up the ramp together, uh, just generally talking about the Academy. And then we again see like how, awful Barbie is with just going in a door because Brooklyn goes in fine and then as soon as Barbie enters they're in this revolving door and it just ends up spitting and spitting them both out (laughs) just like good grief girl so they're on the floor now collecting all of their things they're inside the building Um, but they realize through the help of janitor that they are one day early for the actual, uh, because they are there for a summer program. Uh, no clarification on like how many weeks that is, but they're there for a program and it hasn't started yet. They're early, but rooms have already been assigned. So once they gather up their things, they decide to go up, at least put their things away. Um, and then they'll decide what to do. So they head up and they're still chatting. Um, they seem to be like genuinely just enjoying each other's company 
as as they're getting to yeah. know each other. And immediately, like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we're at. God. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> oh. They get to the door and, well, the door that has Barbie Roberts written on it. And it's like, well, I think this is where we should part. And I, both of them come to the conclusion but they both stop and I don't think either of them realized like they didn't know each other's names yet <laughs> like they hadn't introduced it so there would be no way for them to know the other's name Yeah, but they end up reaching for the door at the same time and it's like I'm sorry this is uh, my room it has my name on it it's like uh, but it has my, my name room? on it <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, and they're like, I'm Bobby. Bar- Bobby? I'm Barbie. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I'm also Barbie. I'm Barbie. Barbie. I've, I've never, never met, met a Barbie, Barbie ever before. <laughs> yeah. What's your last name? Roberts? Roberts. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> and um, they decide, because one is from Malibu, and the other is from Brooklyn. That's what they'll refer to as each other. Also, earlier, slightly earlier, when like they they fell in through the door or whatever, and like the janitor tells them that they're a day early. And she, as she walks off, she says something along the lines of, "Ugh, these out of towners, something, something." And Brooklyn's like, "Hey, I'm from Brooklyn." And Malibu is like, "Brooklyn, New York." To which Brooklyn says, yeah, is there any other? And I would like to say, yes, there is, (laughs) because I live in Brooklyn right now. (laughs) I live in Brooklyn, but I'm not in the U.S., so that's all. (laughs) But yes, they they are rooming together now. Yeah, which I feel like, I don't know if that was... Because it's it's clearly a shit, once they enter in, it's clearly a shared room. And so I understand, like for like the surface plot they just put one name on the door but there is no reason (laughs) for there not to be two barbie roberts listed like there's actually no reason like i don't see like that would be such like a clerical like mistake because there's or at least to differentiate that maybe one of them has a middle name like barbie roberts barbie s roberts barbie something i don't know But I'm thinking too much about this our movie for children. <laughs> this is so really, yeah. It's really just there for like a plot device for the most part. Yeah. Um, in the same way that like the Princess Adventure used that like we look alike thing. Yeah. I have one gripe about this movie and it's towards the end, but we'll come to that when we come to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're in the room now. And they're exploring the room and they're still like just genuinely enjoying each other's presence. And they're like, oh, we can find like a bunch of stuff uh, to do. We can go out and see the town, but they end up um, staying in and just like generally eating pizza and listening to music and like playing guitars and the keyboard because they're both musically inclined i think oh they shared they shared a bit barbie saying that she was trained by the internet after brooklyn said that she'd been to like a bunch of academy like different uh workshops every summer training yeah so 
Yeah. But during this getting to know each other bit, we get the song. How did we ever survive before us? All I need is, <laughs> is more <laughs> us. It's like we're meant to be like destiny, so right. Like, please tell me they're not talking about like, oh my God, I've met my soulmate. Like the whole movie is like this where I'm like, they keep like talking about like how, like, I don't know, like how close they are, how special they are to each other or whatever. And you know, (laughs) when I was watching it the first time with a mutual friend of ours, I was like the whole time we were both like, you're seeing what I'm seeing, right? Like, I'm not imagining it. Like, you're seeing it, right? Like, you're seeing it. Yeah. And that's why I came to the conclusion that it has to be gay and they can't t- you can't tell me otherwise. Because they have, like, a similar, like, type of, like, inter- types of interaction with, like, Ken. Like, it, in, like, the vlogs and stuff earlier where, mm-hmm. like, people are, like, they have to be flirting, even though it's like, I mean, realistically, we could also just be like their platonic friends in this in this exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was shipping Ken. So I'm shipping Brooklyn and <laughs> Malibu. I, I will say I didn't watch it through the same lens as you. So maybe I like <laughs> it went over. No, but like, so whenever you bring something up, I'm gonna defer to you. But just for like the future, I totally did not read it mm-hmm. in that way. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I just will have missed possibly everything that you're indicating, which is not unusual for me <laughs> to be honest. So uh, they end up, I think, on the subway where Barbie ends up once again stuck in a door. This poor girl. Um, (laughs) And she ends up spotting a poster, I think, for someone that she's a fan of called Emmy Lee, who has a very large number of followers that I can't remember. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what kind of famous she is. She's like a singer or like a just someone very popular on the internet i don't know but <clears throat> i mean i think they say like she she was like she canceled tour dates so i just yeah. assume she was a pop star yeah probably brooklyn is a little like resident when uh, barbie starts uh malibu starts going on about like how much she's a fan of emmy and like what 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 you'd give to like meet her and this kind of stuff and Brooklyn admits that Emmy used to be a friend of hers like an actual real life friend but she kind of dropped her when she became famous and they don't talk anymore and Malibu is like oh well I'm sorry about that and, and then they she make a f- promise to like yeah. never forget each other or like leave each other behind or something. They're like, like that'll never happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's adorable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> After falling asleep on the subway, we get into school and everyone is here now. <laughs> <laughs> the mm. the school itself is actually like bustling with people. They're going around. There's an assembly, I think, that is happening, 
and everyone is gathered in the auditorium. We meet the dean of the school who announces about the spotlight spotlight solo. solo thank you the spotlight solo that one person is going to be chosen for and immediately my brain was like okay what direction is this going to go in because they've already introduced the fact <laughs> that there's one per there's two people with the, with same, the same name, name. are going to be like a competitive thing is it going to be like i was going to happen <laughs> Um, and then, like, as this was going on, someone came in from the back with, like, like really short cut hair, like, glasses, and overalls. And I looked at her and I was like, that's Emmy. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't have to see. Like, this is a children's movie. Like, I understand this plot. That's Emmy. I just didn't know how it was going to go. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's here. They introduced her, like, three minutes ago. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> so the concept of the solo is introduced everyone's very excited about it it breaks up uh, and everyone's going their ways Brooklyn and Malibu end up seeing a very small dog running through the hallways and ducking into a room and they follow after it thinking it might be lost and they come upon the costume room which is where they, where they meet Rafa uh, Rafa, who's, all, who's like very clearly uh, queer coded, like very, very clearly queer coded. <laughs> this one, to sing. I'll give you this one. Um, <laughs> you have to give me both, but it's fine. <laughs> I have to give you anything. No, it's fine. Yeah, they meet Rafa, who is a costume designer. He's a bit. Um, <sighs> down because his work and his costumes aren't really working the way he would like them to he designed these two dresses that are meant to light up but they don't when he presses the button on them <laughs> so he was about to throw them away but uh malibu and brooklyn compliment his work very heavily because they seem genuinely to like the dresses that he designed and so he ends up giving them two he ends up giving them to them to just to have. Um, he also like styles these like very weird like head pieces <laughs> yeah. on them out of a yeah. couple dresses as well. I don't know why he did that, um, <laughs> but I guess he felt inspired. But yes, that was that was just our introduction to Rafa. Afterwards, the girls begin to go through like their actual like first days of school <sighs> poor malibu she <laughs> she is like, struggling like oh my goodness i really like the song that plays um during this though yeah um work it work it double time crying crying on my mind na, 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 na. and like the verses are her like I would say rapping, but it's not. Um, just sort of like, mm -hmm. like I am really falling behind, and I'm not doing well. <laughs> I need to get better, and I—that's kind of the cadence that is happening. But yeah, it's her being like, like everyone's like that much more ahead, which is understandable because she yeah. did say that like she doesn't have any formal training, so it's taking her yeah. like a minute to acclimate. Yeah, it's one of those cases where the people that 
go to this program are people that are like or have been dedicated to the arts or have had like at least like some level of training and so they're able to like pick up on things a lot quicker than she like she has the ability but I think it's just a lack of technique that is her issue and so she just feels like so far behind of everyone else and it kind of shows in a way one evening I think she ends up getting a phone call from Ken which wakes up uh, Brooklyn but she goes back to sleep Uh, Barbie then has a conversation with Ken on the balcony where she expresses some doubt but Ken is basically like you're so talented that you're you're totally gonna do it like you'll be fine and I think she just needed that encouragement yeah Brooklyn as well I think the next day in the cafeteria is like it's only the first week and I was like that was one a week goodness <laughs> no wonder she's struggling I guess it's like a huge jump just like okay you have ballet class every day and you gotta go guitar and you gotta go piano and you gotta da, 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 da. it's like and okay fencing somewhere in the middle of that too like yeah in the cafeteria they go and sit down at the table where the mousy brown haired girl is who was actually fencing with Barbie in a previous scene during the work hit song and she seems the mousy girl a little like hesitant she looks at Brooklyn where she had glanced at Brooklyn before in the auditorium and turned away she does a similar thing here where she looks away as soon as she realizes that Brooklyn has sat down with her Barbie tries to have a conversation about fencing and Brooklyn now realizing that the girl is acting like a little bit shady <laughs> um, starts to look up and be like and you also, look familiar she's like, you look familiar and she's like oh, I don't know I'm like I just have one of those um, faces I guess um <laughs> Rafa comes as well spotting Barbie and Brooklyn and he sits with them meanwhile Brooklyn is like going through her phone she's like uh uh-uh, uh this isn't um this is incorrect I <laughs> this girl is familiar Rafa <laughs> and Barbie are still trying to have a conversation she the girl is not interested until Brooklyn announces that I'm pretty sure it's you Emily and shows a picture of Emmy but like without like all of the like pop star fashion thing like it's an older picture from when they were younger and immediately Emmy's like oh god the jig is up Malibu's Um, like Malibu's like Emily Emily Emmy Lee and I was like (laughs) that is actually kind of funny that like for her pop star name she was like Emily is not a pop star Emmy is <laughs> but Barbie Barbie starts to flip and Emmy's like no no shush shush I am here in disguise because I don't want anyone to treat me differently I mean it's classic you know? Hannah Montana it's classic Hannah Montana really when she like reveals herself to like Lily and um, Oliver both of them in their respective episodes also flip out like you're Hannah Montana 
then like all of that and it's like this is why i had an alias you guys <laughs> so this is what's happening here <laughs> well it's what almost happens but uh malibu manages yeah. to calm down <laughs> once emmy points out that this is exactly what i don't want to happen because she had started to talk about wait till my friends hear about this like no that is not <laughs> what I want to happen <laughs> please and thank you and you know to her credit Malibu is immediately like got it saws <laughs> right yeah. I yeah. was just excited <laughs> um, pretty much so they agree to not say anything and Emmy comes forward a bit more, like realizing that she's sitting with Brooklyn, and this is like the first time that they've had a chance to talk um, in a while. So she comes out with the fact that her father was actually the reason why Brooklyn and Emmy fell out, essentially. It's because he isolated her. Which came as a surprise to Brooklyn because as far as she knew, Emmy lived with her mother. But Emmy, Emmy's father, I guess, took over as his her manager, and he yeah. just had her on a complete work schedule with with no time for anyone else in between. So she lost pretty much all of her friends, and the whole reason that she came to that academy was to actually have a chance to be taken seriously and to get some actual training in acting because I think she wanted to pursue a legit arts career but yeah being a pop star and like having to go on tour all the time does not afford you that which is fair enough uh, when you have especially to like because her dad seems to be very very focused on this very narrow part of her personality which is like her singing or mm. being a pop star and like base she had to basically beg him to like cut some of her tour dates so that she could go to the academy yikes dad i mean he's the like villain if there were one in the movie anyways but wow the man is that's yeah it's tough <laughs> Yeah. Because I think they're probably like 17 or something. I mean, that's as far as I know of Barbie. I think she's like 17. Brooklyn and Emmy pretty much reconcile in this moment, like realizing that it wasn't really her fault. It was her dad. Um, Malibu and Brooklyn are hanging out. I don't know if it's like a park or it's like a fountain that's near the school. I don't specifically know, but they're just in this area. They're talking about what they just learned and and they decide to change into the dresses i'm trying to remember the reason for that but i gone. think it was i think it was just because it was like the, uh, it wasn't like a super interesting reason it was probably just something like let's let's put the dresses on for fun and they were like yeah and then Brooklyn's dad calls. Which, by the way, yeah. we don't hear him talk in this movie, but I have, like, in the vlogs, um, there was kind of a takeover for Black History Month that uh, Brooklyn got to do. 
So she vlogged with her dad mm -hmm. um, cooking and they talk about black history, kind of. They talk about slavery, kind of. Um, I, was, I was genuinely impressed. I was like, oh, okay. Y'all just saying <laughs> this. That's awesome. Nice. Yes, her dad calls and he's, uh, I guess, a little concerned, but not as concerned as Barbie's parents might be. Like, she's not halfway across the country. She's just, like, in another part of New York. Um, yeah. But... I think I think because she's so close, her dad wanted her to like go back and forth in between like home and the school, which <laughs> anyway. Um so they both have like this kind of understanding of like uh worrisome parents. So they take a bunch of selfies to appease their parents and they end up like twirling around and discovering that the dress is power on when they spin around which is not really a solution to Rafa's problem but you know I guess it's a start oh, no. <laughs> like no, no like they don't like completely don't work so the dean of the school announces that there's going to be a visitor coming an important member of the board and she wants all of the students to be on their best behavior and we discovered that that board member is in fact emmy's father who i don't think i don't know if they ever gave his name but it's emmy's dad and he mm -hmm. is here to be controlling i guess i don't know he's there to be annoying um but I mean, he's also yeah, there when... his mission when Emmy goes to talk to him, he says, like, I'm here to protect my investment and make sure that you win the spotlight solo so that we can make it a PR event um, or whatever. I mean, I say or whatever. That's exactly which, what he says. <laughs> which is just so shitty because she is already famous. Like, the whole point of the spotlight solo is... Like, so that someone can have an opportunity to, like, shine and, like, show their best abilities. And it's like, Emmy is already being a pop star out there. Like, she just came there because she wanted to learn some stuff. She just didn't want to be doing whatever and hoping for the best. And he just doesn't hear her at exactly. all. He's just... <sighs> I don't like him. Anyway... <laughs> The girls uh, are doing some, are about to do some acting practice, I think it is. Rafa is there. He's filming some shots of the class, I think, for just some videos for the internet. And Emmy doesn't want mm -hmm. to be spotted in her costume. So she asks the girls to move away with her. And Barbie is very, like, understanding. She's like, uh, must be difficult, you know, trying to hide all the time like being constantly worried about people seeing you they end up doing some stretches you know and they just start goofing around a little bit while they're doing the stretches then yeah um, they start like dancing and then like a series of unfortunate events <laughs> yeah they they end up knocking into each other and uh barbie like super mega trips and i say barbie malibu at super mega trips into Brooklyn because they're both Barbie <laughs> and <laughs> she ends up she ends up knocking Brooklyn off the stage at a 
time when this guy who constantly has this drum kit to be fair though the drum kit probably saved her from a worse fall yeah by slowing her down <laughs> but this guy who'd be like this like mini gag he ends up coming up and brooklyn's foot goes through the drum skin and like she spins around and then she ends up landing on the ground and as soon as I thought I was like her leg at the beginning yeah. of the movie she said yeah. <laughs> Malibu was like uh, the taxi driver even told me to break a leg and Brooklyn was like oh that's great as long as you don't break mine and what do we have <laughs> it's called um, set up and pay off people <laughs> my god anyway she didn't actually end up breaking her foot um it was just a bad strain not even that bad because she said it would be fine in like a few days so they gave her like a full boot though for it which i don't think i don't know they would for a strain but anyway the crutches are a a statement piece i guess brooklyn as i mentioned she's she's her foot isn't broken uh malibu is very worried and is very much trying to help, but she cannot get through doors. Um, and ends up, the door ends up spitting them back up, though she manages to catch Brooklyn this time. Yeah. But they go out to the park again. Rafa is there with them. He comes a bit afterwards and he confesses that he's again struggling with his assignment. He just had to turn it in. Um, and they called it like an admiral attempt ready. or something like that. Yeah, because it doesn't work when he needs it to, mm-hmm. um, which is not good for any kind of constructive work. And then so, Barbie says, uh, like, oh, we got to look on the bright side. Positive attitude changes everything, mm-hmm. which is like her catchphrase, I guess, if you could call it that, for like her vlog. Mm-hmm. Um and then we go into it's all about those good vibes every future looks bright when you got those good 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 vibes all about those good 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 vibes such a fun song i like it and they're like dancing around even with the uh crutches and and boot i guess rafa gets a rap Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't a terrible rap yeah. like I will say like it wasn't that bad like I've heard some bad Disney raps <laughs> oh boy in the next like mini montage we see Barbie seems to be adapting to like the pace of the school she's like more in control of like her movements in class she's doing well in the guitar class I think seems to be going well. Don't know how much time passes. It seems like maybe just one or two days. But as they're leaving one of the dance classes, Barbie is called um, into the office by the dean. And she's informed that a witness has come for... I keep saying Barbie. I'm referring to Malibu. It's because I, I know her as the one Barbie. Yeah, um, I mean, it's fair. But, <laughs> but like, it's also understandable because like, she's the what you would think if, you saw, if someone said Barbie, the blonde one. Malibu is called into the office by the dean. And she's told that a witness has come forward and said that she pushed Brooklyn off the stage on purpose. Yeah. And 
Malibu is shocked and horrified because it was an accident. Like, she would never do something like that. And we know that she wouldn't. But if someone comes forward and says like that... And also, like, no one else... I guess maybe no one else was looking there. But if someone says, then they have to look into it. And also, I don't think that they looked member. into it very long. Also, it was a board yeah. member that said it, a.k.a. Emmy's dad, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, when she's like, it's not true, it didn't that happen. until later, but... I mean, well, yeah, she does say it was... Um, she does say it was a board member, doesn't she? Because she then... Because when Barbie's no. like, I wouldn't do that, or whatever... Um, she's like, do you, so you're saying the board member lied? And she's like, I don't know, but they, I didn't do it or whatever. Or maybe she says that when she's talking to Brooklyn, but. I, I, I feel like she tells Brooklyn that it was mm-hmm. a board member. I don't think she tells Barbie. Yeah. So Barbie is expelled from the program and it's so sad because like she just gathers these little tears in her eyes and it's just like one falls she said but it was an accident i was like oh no (laughs) oh but it swaps over to the other barbie which is brooklyn who's also saying but it was an accident and the dean is like well maybe you just didn't Maybe you didn't expect it, but competition is a funny thing. And Brooklyn's like, no, but but Malibu would never do this to me. You don't know her the way I do. And the dean is like, well, maybe you don't know her the way that you think you do. Um, Because we had a witness that said she pushed you. And the board member, we have to go on his word. So... Like, Brooklyn seems to take that to heart, like, because she doesn't fully know what happened in the moment. Yeah. And so she she's practicing guitar and uh, Malibu comes in and she's still looking upset, but you can see that Brooklyn seems a bit angry. <sighs> Malibu comes in and she's like, I spoke with the dean and Brooklyn's like, I did too. And so can you believe that they're um, expelling me over this? And it turns out that Brooklyn Brooklyn now does believe because why would anyone lie about that kind of thing? Like it wouldn't be like an average lie to tell. Like it's not anything that either of them would benefit from. So... It's like, I guess she like took it into her spirit and ruminated on it. It's like, I guess this is, this must be the truth then. And (laughs) Malibu is just heartbroken because getting expelled is bad. She's like, I think she's, yeah, she does say that. She does say like getting expelled is, um, is bad, but it's nothing compared to like, knowing that Brooklyn thinks she would do that to her because like I don't know I I, I would say maybe because they're soulmates or whatever but like you know um but yeah <laughs> it's like this whole thing that Barbie's like that Malibu's like you know the worst part of this is that Brooklyn feels that Malibu did 
something like that to her, all in like pursuit of clout, essentially. And then she walks off like really upset, obviously. And we go into back here again, losing a friend, something, 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 something. But this time was different. Our connection was instant. A pure magical feeling or whatever. And then the actual song actually is <laughs> in the playground of our dreams. Oh, oh, and oh my gosh, the harmonies in that bridge bit. Oh, so good. But Malibu's in a taxi on her way home. Brooklyn is testing out her foot for the first time. Like she's back in her le- little leotard and trying and she's like a little shaky but you know like she's still there emmy comes in and she's like i'm so sorry about malibu i know how much that must have hurt i think brooklyn was like hurt my ankle hurt this is different it's like i can't like both of them can't really seem to believe but again there's no reason to doubt that a witness came forward and saw what they saw and Brooklyn is just interested in practicing to take her mind off of the situation. Emmy goes to talk with Rafa. And again, Rafa is just in complete disbelief. He's like, nah, I don't think Malibu did this. Like, And Emmy yeah. agrees because both Brooklyn and Malibu seemed more interested in having each other win than actually getting the prize themselves. And then this is where I took umbrage with this movie. (laughs) The recording? Yes, because Rafa is like, did you know that Malibu even made me uh, promise not to post that video I had of you on the internet? And Emmy's like, what? What do you mean? It's like, remember I was filming that day. It's like, oh, you were filming that day. And I'm just like... My issue <laughs> is that if I had a video mm-hmm. and one of my friends was about to get expelled, I would have remembered that a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, bruh, like, if I had a, no, but even before that, if I had a video yeah. where multiple of my friends fell and like one of them didn't get supremely hurt, I would have been watching that, but I would have sent it to them. Mm. I'd have been like, girl, look at this mess. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have, I, like, I, it makes no, and maybe it's just me that like <laughs> watches things back that I have filmed mm. pretty quickly. And maybe he didn't think of it because he wasn't going to post it anywhere. Maybe. But still, I'm just like, my good girl got whole expelled, yep. went all the way back to California yep. before you even thought Realize. about the video. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yep. Rough, yep. please. <laughs> but anyway, so they watched the video and come to find out that Barbie is f- like Malibu is flying through the air into <laughs> into Brooklyn like there's no way that that, that was wasn't purpose. an accident yeah. like <laughs> and uh Emmy's like uh, can you zoom in and then it's like ah the board member that was the witness that said that 
uh, Malibu Push Brooklyn was indeed her father, the villain of the movie. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh no, shock um, <laughs> I we already saw him there, yep. like in the actual scene. But anyway, so Emmy, it's like send that to Brooklyn. I have someone to show this to as well. So then we cut to Brooklyn who immediately has gone to the dean and was like so that person who um told you that was a board member right and the dean's like uh what does that matter i know this is difficult he's like no 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 no. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is <laughs> it's like what if they were lying it's like that's a serious accusation it's like what if you have proof <laughs> and it showed her <laughs> you not even the video still and again, immediately the dean's just like, oh, this no. was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but we're too late. And it's like, not too late to fix it. And Brooklyn's on the case. Meanwhile, Emmy is like, she's a girl on a mission. She's coming out this school with fire. Yeah. Her dad pulls up in his sports car. It's like, what's so urgent that you need me to come right away? And like, she, she accuses him without ever saying what he's done and yeah. he's just like anyway you can't prove it and she's like prove what mm. dad <laughs> he's like oh shit <laughs> yep. but like, anyway i had to like, do what for her it's like yeah like the worst part about this whole thing is that her dad didn't even believe that she could like first of all she doesn't want the spotlight solo um but even if she mm-hmm. did she's like her dad even believed she could get it legitimately that like he had a he had to like lie about someone else who was like big competition in order to like secure her spot mm-hmm. or whatever trash but i don't know if she leaves the school then or she just like but she like seems to come to a decision that frustrates the heck out of him mm. we now cut to malibu who is back in malibu and She's unpacking her stuff very sadly. Yeah. <laughs> and her parents come in and try to comfort her, but she's like, she's just sad. Yeah. Um, she misses her. Reiterated that it isn't even the spotlight solo that's the issue. It's not that, like, she's expelled. It Truly, none of that matters. What matters is that, like, Brooklyn, first of all, got hurt and believes that she got hurt because of her on purpose. And like effectively their friendship was over. So sad, sad, sad. And then she like packs her guitar away and is about, oh, she's about to like do like a wall slide of tears. That thing of like leaning on the wall and like crying your way to the floor. But as she's about to do that, you just hear the doorbell ring and then, how would we ever survive? before us and then like she's like what is happening um and then like brooklyn sings a couple more lines and please tell me the girl flew to california (laughs) and serenaded the girl at the doorstep please please (laughs) please 
Okay, okay. This is something that have, not... could, could have been achieved over a phone call. I'm just saying. Like, out of all of it, <laughs> she truly could have called him and like, oh my God, I can't believe that I believed it, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, my mom's like an airline pilot. Like, if you guys need like another flight or something, maybe she can get it for you. None of that. No, she flew all the way to California with her mother. <laughs> To serenade her girlfriend. Person. Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, but yes, they like have their moment <laughs> of like, oh my God, we're friends again. And Mel was like, wait, how? And Brooklyn's like, I'll explain on the way. And then during their flight, it is, I guess she gives most of the details. We only catch the tail end of that conversation. Of like, oh my gosh, she was recording. Mm -hmm. And yes, we showed the Dean. And yes, now you're re-enrolled. Great times. It is great times. So past this point now, the next thing is the posting of the Spotlight Solo on the wall. Everyone's looking. Everyone's excited to see who got the Spotlight Solo. And just like, is this a surprise anymore? But it's a children's movie. So we move forward. How Um, (laughs) So... Like there's no one else it could have been. And it just says Barbie Roberts. Barbie Roberts. And they congratulate each other. It's like congrats to To which drummer boy is like, which one? (laughs) And Rafa's like, you'll find out. Uh, Also, (laughs) drummer boy is very sad because he doesn't have a drum anymore. He just has a triangle. But the Barbies give him a new drum. I don't know if they did it or like they just were the ones to present it to him but he's got a new drum now it's time for the spotlight solo uh which is performed in times square i think the dean introduces it and then it is reintroduced by emmy who is now um announcing the winners of the starlight solo she rips Um, off her wig and everything she's like in her wig as she goes on stage and then she like rips it off yeah. and is like i'm emmy lee and i'd like to present to i'm you like the girl you can never use that costume again truly Jeez. find a new wig but yeah then we get the finale song which oh, is see you at the finish line na 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 I will be the cheering wall. See you at the finish line. And everyone's vibing. Barbie's family. Um, well, both of their families. Um, we see them separately in like their own little podium things. Um, Barbie's friends, Malibu's friends rather, uh, Ken and the three friends that we'd seen before as well as one of the friends that we didn't see before, who is, I think her name's Renee. Like she's the uh, Asian friend completing the diversity (laughs) of the Barbie universe. (laughs) Um, And it's, yeah, they're having a great time in Rafa's dresses and like sparkling and shining and doing their little duet. And it's great. And then the movie ends and we get the title song, which is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, the, I listen to it all the time. And, like, 
it's just like a good song. Like, big city, big dreams. You know what that means. We're going hard and we're going together. As well as like the bit, like right before like the key change, which is like, big city, big dreams. Big city, big dreams. A big city, big dreams. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be twerking to that song. It's just it's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, and the movie's over as we're treated to the credits and um, just like a bunch of stills from the movie. And that's it. That's all she wrote. So that is the movie. Now let's get into our ratings. So yeah. our standard rhetoric uh, out of five, we start off with music and choreography. So music i really liked the songs <laughs> i think it's because this was um a more modern film it wasn't like everything was a bit poppy which is very in line with barbie for me mm-hmm. like and I, I feel like they didn't have to like go too far with with the tune of the songs and like the instrumentation used because it's like set in the modern time set in the now area area era (laughs) choreography (laughs) it's hard to judge choreography on an animated movie however there Uh, was choreography (laughs) just because they can choose there was it was there i just they can make it look however they want is the thing like in the ballet scenes during work it like clearly that was copy paste and like change the skin color and the size um so it's it's things like that but also like when they're doing the like the finale song where Brooklyn and Malibu are like doing similar motions but like they looked like they were dancing together but not like exactly the same like I appreciated yeah. things like that because like each of them had like a slightly different style like Brooklyn would add a little bit yeah. more flash to her dance moves because she's more of a dancer um so i can appreciate things like that so i would say for music and choreography i would give it like a, like a four yeah sure i give it a four four out of five guitars nice yeah obviously i like the music i think since i watched it the first time i listened to that little ep every single day (laughs) like genuinely because i really (laughs) like the songs they're really good that's all i have to the harmonies are really great um when they have them especially in the playground of our dreams that when yes that little bit where they go yes i was like blown away that first time i was like wow okay and even now because i hadn't seen it i haven't hadn't seen the movie in like a long time and by a long time i mean a few months obviously but um i was like oh yeah this is a great (laughs) harmony goddamn and also like good vibes good song so vibey in like genuinely so good all of the songs i love them (laughs) and the choreography is great too because like we don't always get to get like get to have choreography in animated movies mostly because they don't have to do anything mostly it's like also a lot of the times songs 
don't lend themselves that easily to choreography in animated movies because they tend to be more like story and emotionally driven, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like this one had had moves and I was like really impressed with them. There's a tutorial for the little snippet um, in um, Before Us that they have on Barbie's vlogs where Brooklyn and Malibu teach you a couple of the moves, which is cute. Um, but yeah, I, Aww. yeah, right. Uh, I give this, uh, 4.25 guitars. I was, I really enjoyed it. It is probably one of my favorite Barbie movies, which is crazy. Cause there's like 7,000 of them. Story. You know, for an hour, like <laughs> we've been on this podcast for so many episodes now where we have engaged in movies that have been over two hours long with like half the plot of this one managed to be told in a way that is both clear and concise. <laughs> and I just I appreciate yeah. it a lot. And maybe they just do it for like the kids. But just like, dang it, sometimes you just need to be able to understand what's going on. And mm. like... As an antagonist, Emmy's dad isn't like the worst person ever, but he is still slimy enough <laughs> that you can you can hate him comfortably. I think in terms of plot as a rating score, um, I'm going to give it. Eh, why not? I'll just give it another four. Four four out of five wigs. Nice. Yeah, the story is like, it's literally an hour, which is great. They, like you said, they tell the story in a clear and concise way. Again, it is a kids movie, so that's like probably the main reason that that's the case. We've, tr we've schlepped through some stuff, and I just like being able to be like, yeah, <laughs> A to Z. When the foreshadowing was foreshadowing, it didn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I was like, yeah, okay. And then it happened, and I was like, oh. Because they could have left that, like, if that wasn't, like, the plot point of how they have their little third act conflict thing. If that wasn't the case, mm -hmm. the, like, leg-breaking thing is, like, such a common thing within like performing arts like break a leg is this that is a thing people say as well as like f as dancers fearing literally breaking their legs they could have left that and it the third act conflict be about something else and that would have still made sense and been fine anyways the story was great i liked it they brought it to new york uh, and broadway which is something that is obviously something i'm interested in it came out in the year that I was doing a musical theater program. So like it all was just like working for me at the time. I mean, it still works for me now. Mm -hmm. Also, they have like a lead black character. Like that's kind of that's super fucking important, I think. Um, and she has braids and like little baby hairs. Like, I don't know. She I'm does. just she has, super. Pleased. She has edges. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm giving it four. Four of Emmy's wigs. 
and overall enjoyment. I mean, it goes back to a lot of the things that you said. Like, it was a lot of the the details they put in, like, giving Brooklyn braids instead of just having her have, like, straight black hair. Like, they could have done. It's uh, getting to see the characters interact. Like, having side characters have stories outside of the main characters Mm -hmm. as well like they're all at the academy they're there for different reasons and we get to like see like just a little bit of them which is fun and generally it wasn't i feel like it's so hard to have a bad time with a kid's movie Mm. because it's meant to just be like light entertainment um, unless it's Steven Universe, and then I step back. Um, like ha- half of these like long form cartoons that they've been coming out with, I don't understand <laughs> what you're trying to do to the children. <laughs> this hour long movie, um, it was great. I had a had a really good time. So digestible as well. So I would say for enjoyment, I th- I think like this movie was just straight fours across the board. I can give it four four dresses. Yay lighting up dresses um obviously i enjoyed it like duh i don't think (laughs) i don't think anyone's coming out of this being like i wonder if leah enjoyed big city big dreams um (laughs) (laughs) surprise um but yeah i do like the this specific character like um version of barbie too because like she falls in this, like, especially in the show as well, like, she falls in this, like, category of protagonists like Lizzie McGuire and Ginger Foutley from Lizzie McGuire and um, As Told by Ginger, where it's kind of, like, just a story about a girl going to school and making mistakes and learning things. And generally, this person is a likable uh, protagonist, even if they make mistakes, even if whatever, but, like even through their mistakes and all of the times that they mess up, they're still incredibly compelling and you're rooting for them, which is great because if they're taking this movie and extending, you know, the musical theater or whatever storyline with this new show, it's good to like know that I'm not only set because of the premise, but also set because both characterizations of these Barbie Robertses are people I root, I can root for. Even like, like Brooklyn's like way more confident and like whatever in herself and all of that. And it's like nice to see that in a protagonist, but we also have, you know, the one that's kind of like, am I special? Or is just like, is that just like what people tell me? Um, so yeah. I enjoyed the movie and I enjoy what it's going to bring us uh, later this year with the extensions of all of this. Um, and I will be giving this movie 4.25 of those sparkly, shimmering, light up dresses. It's time for our obsessions. Yes, it's our obsessions. Listen to us confess. Time for our obsessions. Okay. <laughs> I'm like low <laughs> energy now. Um, this is a part of the podcast where we talk about a 
things related to musicals, movie musicals, theater, etc. Um, that we are, I don't know, interested in. Obsessions may be a, a misleading title, but it's stuck and it's what it's going to be forever. So <laughs> um, I did want to point out, like this is an incredibly fitting thing for me to talk about, um, that, but I'm a cheerleader, the movie is now a musical that is going to be at the Turbine, is it Turbine Theater? Sure, in London um, from February, opening night is the 23rd, and it's going to be going over until April 16th um, this year. So uh, if you don't know what But I'm a Cheerleader is, it's a movie starring Natasha Leone from like the 90s about like a queer, uh, it's a queer story, essentially, about a lesbian oh cheerleader God, who gets- Oh my God, that's Natasha Leone. Yeah. <laughs> my brain never clocked that. I'm not remembering her <laughs> face. I'm just like, oh shit, that was Natasha Leo. I'm sorry, yeah. continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, she got sent to um, essentially conversion therapy, but uh, this is uh, going to be a fun one because that's kind of what the movie is, like a, a dark comedy. So that's happening. And that's exciting. I say fitting because of like the queer stuff, but also because uh, if you know me, you know, cheerleader things are like some, for whatever reason, an obsession of mine. And so that is that. Also the nineties is an obsession of mine. Sure. Um, other things that are interesting that are happening, Smash, the TV show is going to be a musical. You probably already know that, but it's going to premiere in 2024, but workshops are happening this year um, in during the summer. So that's a fun time. I know very little else about it, but if you've seen Smash, I'm okay. The thing about this though, is I'd rather see Bombshell the musical, but it's fine. <laughs> I will take Smash. I will take Smash. As long as we get the song, it's fine, <laughs> I guess. Um, fun other things. BAFTA nominations. Um, West Side Story got five nominations, which is exciting. And everybody's talking about Jamie has also been um, shortlisted in the Best British Film category. So that's fun and exciting. Um, and then, finally, from me... Um, we are we have the cast of the color purple i have before like mentioned some of the characters as we were getting them like um castings as we were getting them um we have taraji p henson as suge we have uh, her as squeak i think i've mentioned her before uh our Celie is fantasia who did play this role on Broadway. Um, so this is an exciting like um, movie debut for her. Uh, Haley, ba Haley Bailey uh, of how, no, Haley Bailey? Hallie. <laughs> Hallie Bailey. <laughs> Hallie Bailey from um, Hallie and Chloe is also going to be in this movie as Nettie. As you know, she's also going to be The Little Mermaid that's coming out next year, but that's a next year thing. Um, Danielle Brooks will be playing Sophia. Um, 
and I think she played this role before on Broadway as well. So that's fun and exciting. Um, but yeah, that is the color purple, which is, yes, is set to come out next year, December. So get ready, get excited. I'm excited. Yay. And that's all for me. <laughs> Okay, so just a couple things from me. The uh, Michael Jackson musical premiered um, a few days ago now. Uh, it had uh, mixed reviews. Some people seem to really love it. Uh, a lot of people are questioning whether they should have brought up um, the allegations in the musical. And I'm just like, I don't think it's that kind of musical. I don't think that was the point of it. And I don't see why they would have. It seems it seems to be doing okay, like for a pandemic. So, um, we'll we'll have to wait and see how that sure. goes. That's fair. Um, and also coming back to Encanto, <laughs> um, we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> is the the number one song well first of all it's the first new number one of the year and it is the number one disney song having tied with a whole new world from aladdin as the number one on uh billboard 100 chart so it passed let it go it passed oh um everything else it is at the number one <laughs> um Unfortunately, <laughs> well, well, fortunately or unfortunately, um, the song that they so Lin Manuel Miranda is very close to having an EGOT, which is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. He is missing an Oscar. Um, the song that they submitted to the Academy was actually Dos Oruguitas, Dos Oruguitas. I swear, I always do that. Dos Oruguitas. Not we don't talk about Bruno. Um, which I mean, Dos Oruguitas is like a tear fest, um, so I can see why they would mm. do that. I don't know if that will inspire the Academy because I don't know how many like non-English speaking songs they actually choose in those kinds of settings. But like, Encanto is a whole wonder, True. and. I, I feel like if there's anything that is deserving of an Academy Award, that would be one of them. Um, also, we were robbed, and I will never let it go. <laughs> let it go. Um, apparently, there was supposed to be a longer version of the finale song, and it just they cut it down for time. And I'm just like, what's three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> in the eyes in the eyes of a child like that movie was an hour and 30 minutes exactly why can't it be an hour 33 like no we need three minutes I guess like three minutes of three minutes more of animation might take like a lot more work than we than we think about but sure. still I'm yeah. so sour I'm so sour I'm so bitter anyway uh, that's it from me um, I mean like if you wanted to understand truly how obsessed we still are with Encanto, like I, with no provocation, texted Odisia like a couple of days ago. Like I still listen to all of you and like just die of tears. Like 
I'm like every single time without fail, I'm in tears listening to that song. Um, so it is very much still something that is like dominating my brain. Um, just in case you needed an update on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. And we will obviously be coming back with another Barbie movie. Get excited. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be another queer time. Until then, you can follow us on social media at TMMTMM Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow us on Tumblr at Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast.tumblr.com. We have an email, Tell Me More, Tell Me More Podcast at gmail.com. We have playlists for the songs that we like from the musicals that we watch. Um, so long as there's a soundtrack that we can find on Spotify. And that is if you go to TMMTMM podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find playlists for every year that this podcast has existed. Yeah, and that's it for now. Thank you for listening. For Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast, I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye.